Welcome to episode 29. In this episode, I want to talk about the role that you played and also how you were duped and how the emotional abuser doesn't see people, they see objects. Back in about, I think it was about 2002, I was on a Reiki 1 course. This was the second time that I'd actually taken the course and I wasn't supposed to be there as an attendee. I was actually helping out. So this was a different Reiki master and it was somebody that I trained with, with my past life energetics, uh, which is the basis really uh, for some of my deep healing work, like the original wound. So I was invited to go along and I was invited to help out. And during the second day, I think it was, um, I was making up the numbers and we were just about to practice on each other when the Reiki master, Kim, said, if only you could see yourself in the way that other people see you. And she said, if only you could see yourself as your children see you. They see you as a queen. And there are moments that this statement comes flying back into my consciousness. And last week, I did say that I had another podcast on grieving. This one was on grieving the person that created the original wound and grieving that relationship. But this one's really nudging me to um, record. So I'm going to leave that one for a week or two while I process how to put the information out and how to help you through that process. Because it's actually going to be quite challenging uh, because it's going to challenge your thought process and, and everything that you may have thought was true in a similar way to the relationship you questioned with the emotional abuser. As I said, this one's been poking at me to record for a few weeks now. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. I often talk about the roles that various people have in the abuser's life and I use the chess pieces to help you understand that. I talk about children being pawns, like the lowest value on the board and their role in the abuser's life is to fill a hole. It might be to make the abuser look good or as they can claim bragging rights. And just like the game of chess, each piece has a value. So let me read this out from chess.com. And this did make me giggle. And perhaps you'll see where I'm going with this. So a pawn is worth one point. A knight or bishop is worth three points. A rook is worth five points. And a queen is worth nine points. The king is the only piece that doesn't have a point of value. I think I've got a YouTube video on something very similar to this, which I'll, I'll link in the description box. So as I said, porn is a child. They also might be someone that they interact with at the supermarket or the post office. The knight and the bishop would be more permanent people in their lives. So perhaps they work with these people or they see them on a regular basis. The rook is a slightly more, worth slightly more, five points, uh, would be part of their inner circle. They might be an enabler of sorts, might be a close friend, or it might be a lover. 
that was never going to make the position of intimate partner, but they have been promised the intimate partner role and they keep them hanging on. The king has no value. And this is so important to remember. And you will have played the role of queen and this might be not the role that you actually have at the moment. You might have been moved down to the position of rook if you're still in contact with them. It might be that you're a knight or bishop. The queen has the highest value on the board. And I'm going to repeat that so it sinks in. The queen, the role that you played, has the highest value on the board. Would you Adam and Eve it? And for those who don't understand Cockney slang, would you believe it? So I'm now going to go back to that statement that I heard back in 2002. I'm really struggling to say 2002 because of the 2022. I don't know what is wrong with 2002. I I look at it and I want to say 20 and then I go, where do I go with the O2? Anyway, so the statement I heard in um, 2002, if only you could see yourself in the way that other people saw you. And that isn't just for me, that's for everybody. That statement was given to me as a gift and I kept losing that gift. I kept misplacing it. Like sometimes I misplace my keys, I can't find my purse or yeah, I I put it somewhere safe and then I can't remember. Or gifts, that's another one I do it with. So if only you could see yourself in the way that other people see you, that is a gift. That statement is a gift because the abuser saw you. They take that role, that position, they claim uh, to be king, to be the most powerful piece on the board. But reality is that they're not. The king is only allowed to move one square at a time. It's a very slow process. But whilst this is happening, he's under attack from all those around him. And I say him, it actually could be a woman claiming that she has the most powerful role. Whereas the queen can move in any direction. She can move as many squares as available to her with a clear path. She is the most powerful. That means that you are the most powerful person in the relationship. So let me break this down because I know this isn't how you're feeling. You might not feel powerful and any power that you had was stolen from you. You were convinced that you weren't powerful and that you were really the value of a pawn and maybe even a lower value than that. They are the king. But remember, the king has no value, although they can't tell you that because we see this role as uh, the king, the title, because this is a title, as very valuable. We see them as the top person. We've been trained to believe that that is the top role that you can have, king. When I was writing my book, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, I started to think about the relationship and when I started to understand and understand that the abuser had so many different missing parts of so many elements, they'd abandoned themselves because they didn't like themselves. So I started to realise that how what they do is they take all the qualities they like from the people around them and they copy them. They see what they want. And this has happened to you and it happened to me. I remember looking in the mirror and I remember not recognizing the person looking back I described myself as a shell of my former self because I was there was nothing there there was no sparkle and so as I started to process what happened and pull all this information together there was like a little light that went on and I realized that 
all the qualities that they took from me were then mirrored back and this will be the same with yourselves we started we actually fell in love with ourselves that was my realization so they are an empty shell themselves they don't like who they are so they play a game they understand what you want from a relationship what you're looking for in a person they look at you and they see all the amazing qualities that you've got and then they take them they mirror them back to you and you then fall in love with yourself. Think about it. I'm going to let you sit with that thought. You fell in love with yourself because they're mirroring, I can't say the word now, mirroring back to you these amazing qualities. The abuser uses you. They spot your wounds and I'm convinced they have a unique way that helps them identify you in a way of a process of elimination, let's say. So, and during this process, they identify how they can manipulate you. They are also processing what you're worth to them, as in the the pieces in the chessboard, whether you might be a rook at five and they realise that actually what you can do for them is better than what their intimate partner, who is their net, their queen at that point, and they'll knock her off the board and they will then instate you as a queen. And this is how they work. They have got this process. I've also got another YouTube video called about ROI, return on investment. So what they put into the relationship versus what they get out because they've got a process of working this out. And it's during the idealization stage that they've identified how they can manipulate you. They're processing what you're worth to them. And also during this time, they are realising your uniqueness, they're taking it, they're mimicking it, and they are then mirroring it back to you. Just because something is empty, it doesn't mean it can't be replenished. So if you look at Chernobyl, where there was this mass explosion in the 80s, and the way that Mother Nature has reclaimed that area, and over the last few years, animals have started to move back. It might be that you've seen buildings that have become derelict and seen how Mother Nature reclaims them. You can do the same with yourself. You are the queen. You are the most powerful piece on the board. You just didn't realise that. You were convinced that you were damaged or broken. You were tricked into handing over your power because you are the most powerful piece on the board. The king is the only piece on the board that has no value. It moves slowly and the aim of everyone is to capture the king to win. The abuser actually feels worthless. They're empty inside. They have a very fragile sense of self. They wear masks, pretending to be people that they're not. So if only you could see yourself in the way that other people see you. I promise you this is the start of a very beautiful journey. And it might feel painful. It might be messy at times. But looking back in the mirror and seeing someone staring back at you that you recognise, that you recognise from deep within your soul and giving yourself permission to be the person that you were born to be.
and not from a point of view of wearing a mask, but who you actually are, not the person you've been hiding, not the person that you have kept in a box because everybody wants you to behave in a certain way. Because fear of being kicked out of the tribe that we're in for being us and unique is huge. You wouldn't survive on your own in the wilderness, but truly step into your power and claim your sovereignty. You can change your life. This, for me, is something that I believe happened for a reason. I really, truly believe these relationships happen as a waking up, a spiritual awakening, whatever type of awakening that resonates with you. But somewhere deep within you, it allows you to find and heal those wounds. And it all starts with the original wound. I hope this podcast has been helpful for you today. And I'm sending you loads and loads and loads of love as always. Until next time.